Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. You can open up to Revelation chapter 12. And we're going to start a new series this morning called Overcome. Revelation chapter 12. And I'm just going to read an introduction here to you while you're, while you're turning there or opening your phone or whatever you're doing. Scrolling there, I guess. God desires that his people walk in victory over all the plots and plans of the enemy. He desires that we overcome the precious blood of Jesus. The scripture tells us that Jesus' blood is on the mercy seat in heaven, crying out for better things than that of Abel's. This is stated in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 24. It says, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. As believers... We are in a very real spiritual battle that is raging all around us on a daily basis. This battle, as the scripture says, is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. This is found in the book of Ephesians. The most important victory in this battle took place in our lives when we received Christ as Savior and Lord. The scripture tells us that in Christ, we are more than conquerors. How many love that verse? I love that verse. In order to walk in the potential of that victory, we must understand the significance of the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony. In this series, we're going to look at the scriptures concerning the blood of Jesus. Faith will come by hearing the word of God. And as we walk in obedience to what we hear, we will put the devil on the run. I said we will put the devil. Now, just so you don't think I'm unscriptural. The Bible says... Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will linger for 40 more days. <laughs> he will flee. flee. What is fleeing? Have you ever seen a video of someone fleeing from the scene of a crime? What are they doing? How many have seen a video, you know, the, the, the bad guy's running and there's a helicopter over the top with a camera crew on and they're just following the, what are they doing? They're fleeing. How many know that we as the church are not called to flee? We're called to resist. Actually, we're empowered, anointed, and consecrated and sealed in the spirit with covenant under the blood of Jesus. I will say this, the devil is more scared of Christ in you than you are of him. Now, you may not realize that yet, but I'm going to give you scripture to help you understand that. Amen? Because he is designed to flee from you. You are designed to stand up in faith and resist him. Now, I'm talking about the nature of Christ within you. 
There's a, uh, a part of a song that was written in 1991 by David Ingalls. And it says this, on the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family, reigning through life on the basis of the blood. That's a good psalm. Amen? Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10 says this, Then I heard a loud voice saying in the heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before, the, before God day and night has been cast down. Verse 11, and this is the main verse for this series. And they overcame him by the what? Blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Overcome means to conquer. Overcome means to conquer. It means to prevail, subdue, I like this, get the victory. People say, you, faith, you, you Christians, always talking about getting the victory. Yeah, we got, a, we got a leader who knows how to get it. He knew how to get it. Amen? Jesus didn't come and he, said, he didn't come down and go, well, I'm just trying to figure out what God wants me to do. <laughs> what did he do? He went into the hornet's nest and disarmed the enemy. Amen? He took the stinger out. It means, I like this too, uh, uh, overcome. It means to carry off the victory. We used to sing this. We need to bring back some old songs, I think. I mean, I love the new ones, but man, there's some old songs that are just devil butt kicking. You know what I mean by that? They're just, they got victory all through them. We'd sing this song. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Now that's some brass. You know what I mean? You know, today people, you say, what do you mean brass? You got, you got some stout to you in the faith. When you're diving down into the enemy's camp going, give me my stuff back. You know who you are in Christ. Come on, how many got some relatives? You're going to go get them. It is go down in there. You're coming back. I don't care what you think. Jesus said. We've got to get bold. We've got to get past this mealy-mouthed, uh, fake kindness of Christianity. You can't say that. You can't say this. <laughs> Well, we all, we all know I'm going to say it. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is in the culture, out there in the culture, you know, like Lindsay shared uh, this morning, uh, you need to be bold where you walk in the mall and go, and the Lord says, this one, and you go, yep, that's the one I'm going. Well, but they, what if they don't, what if they, and those are all the thoughts you just got to go, nope. 
Jesus said. Well, that's not my personality. Actually, your personality is overcome. You're in Christ now. Now, you may not do it with your personality the same way somebody else does, but you've got the same spirit of victory in you. You know, in that song, took back what he stole from me. And we'd go on, we'd sing this at prayer school down in Bible college. And we'd get stuck on one verse. And so we'd, we'd, as we're going, we'd talk about, you know, I, I took back what he stole from me. I took it back. And then the next verse was, he's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. And you know what verses we'd sit on? And then we'd just sing it for the next 15 minutes. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. And I don't care. You keep singing that and you see it, you'll get happy. Your baptism of lemon juice will turn into a baptism of joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Your problems went from mountain high to mole hill. Come on. Everything. Because why? He's under your feet. Some of you don't believe that. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. It's a good thing I read my Bible. My God, you'd be stuck in blindness if I didn't read my Bible. You'd be stuck there. Ephesians chapter 2, glory to God. Verse number 6 says this, and, and Christ raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The scripture says you're seated, or Christ is seated what? Far above. And then it says, and you're seated there too. Do you know you're super blessed? Well, some, of you, some of you don't believe it. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Like it said, it's a good thing I read my Bible because you'd be in trouble if I didn't give you this light. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who, whoa, 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 who has blessed us with a few, uh, some. Blessed some more than others. Come on, I'm attacking lies of the enemy right now. With every, in the heavenly places. So when somebody, have you ever been in a, in a real wild church that actually believes the Bible? <laughs> have you ever been in one of those and you go up to somebody and they, I, I remember the first time I walked into uh, what is called Word of Faith Church or church where they believe the whole scripture, not just portions of it. You know, their favorite, their favorite saying in those churches is not, well, we don't just don't know why. It, their, their favorite quote, which isn't a scripture, their favorite quote is, well, you know, God does things and we just don't know why. It isn't, well, God's a mystery to us. You walk in and you go, now, when I was in Bible college, I'm telling you what. You better have your quote and your, your, your confession correct or you are going to get corrected. 
And it won't be by the teachers because they're more mature. It's by the younger, zealous believers, which I was one. And you better have your game on. But the thing is, is it was a good environment. So when somebody would say, well, how are you doing? They would say, I'm blessed. Do you know what we do? Well, let me check how I feel. Now, I'm not talking about just anybody. I mean, I've done this. Well, how are you doing today? Well, in the spirit, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Now, how many are saved? Oh, like 10. Okay, good. We're going to have a huge altar call today. <laughs> you better get ready. You better get ready, Rick, the altar care. You better get ready. <laughs> So when somebody asks you, how are you, whether they want it or not, they asked. We used to say, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming, blessed going. <laughs> really blessed. I mean, that's blessed. You know what a lot of people say? Well, I've just been struggling with the struggle of the struggle of the struggling with my struggles of struggling about struggling <laughs> with my struggle. My, <laughs> my struggle is strangling, <laughs> strangling me. <laughs> and people are at where they're at, and I get it. But hey, put something else in your mouth. I'm Blessed. I'm an over, I've overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Say something different because you're in a spiritual fight and words are weapons. This is why you get so excited when the worship team sings certain songs. And people think, and then they go to the preaching and think, well, now I'm going to gather the information. No, same anointing on the words in the preaching and teaching as it is on the song. What are you? You are blessed. What am I? I am blessed. So we shouldn't curse what God has blessed. Because he's blessed us overcome it means to carry off the victory or to come off victorious with the understanding of doing this by force i like that where's your battle is it flesh and blood is it flesh and blood it's in the spirit world and we have weapons that are mighty that pull down and that means to demolish strongholds the struggle or the i shouldn't say the struggle the fight is in are you going to choose what you don't see over what you see and feel because there are there any impossibilities with god they don't exist here we have an explanation to the reality that christians were not and will not be defeated by satan through the blood of Christ and the word, or his word, as our testimony, every generation before, the current generation, 
and the generations to come will not be overcome by Satan and his demons. We conquer through Jesus' blood. The blood of Jesus has the power to defeat, to defeat him and his accusations. That's what Terry had shared about condemnation. People say, I'm being accused all day long. We'll turn to your advocate. Listen to Wednesday night. You will realize that before the Father, you have somebody pleading your case 24-7. There is blood spilled over the mercy seat. And God looks down and goes, oh, mercy is available. The people have been cleansed. I overflow my goodness into their life. Judgment has been released and pulled off of you. Christ and his righteousness is now clothing you. Woo, Christ and his righteousness is now clothing me. It's clothing me. Is it clothing you? Yes, because you're blessed. You're blessed. Now, I'm going to have to fight with some of the thinking in the room. But don't worry, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. I mean, sometimes I wish they were. <laughs> At Bible school, they'd say to us, I wish I could just open your head and dump it in. I'm thinking, yeah, do it. I'll come up. Is there a line for that? <laughs> Turns out there wasn't. <laughs> Turns out I had to renew my thinking with the word. The blood of Jesus has the power to defeat him and his accusations. Every victory over Satan down through the centuries, as well as the final victories in the end times, are all won because Jesus shed his blood and gave his life for us on the cross. The cross and the resurrection were really the greatest defeats of of Satan. They guarantee victories for future resurrection and entrance into the joys of the kingdom prepared for them by the Father. When we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, His victories become our victories. The New Testament is full of a new language for us to speak. Come on, the New Testament is full of a new language. It's a new, it's a language of heaven. It's a language of victory. It's a language of resurrection. It's a language of righteousness. It's a language of all things are possible to him that believe. It's a language of all things are possible with God. It's a language of he who the son is set free is free indeed. It's a language of I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a language of it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. It's a language of the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives inside of me. It's a language of the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit within me is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's a language of no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's a language of yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear zero evil. Though a thousand may fall on one side and ten thousand on the other hand, it shall not come nigh me. 
It's a new language. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming out, blessed going in, blessed in my storehouses. Why? Because of the resurrection, because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a different language. As believers, we do not have to allow anything to change the way that we speak or testify. In Christ, we have such victory that not even the threat or fear of death will stop us from testifying to his words. Amen. Come on, you got to think about this. When some of these words were written, whole families were being put into arenas as sport to be destroyed by animals. And whole, the, the, the history tells us that Nero actually went nuts because, well, for one, he gave himself to the devil. But the other side was the Christians would be in the Colosseum and right before they would be martyred, the whole family. Come on, not just the dad. They would take the husband, the wife, and the children. And they would, right before these Christians could be heard singing, waiting to be shipped out to the arena, praising God. Woo! What is that? That's overcoming. That's knowing. Now listen to me closely. That's knowing that even though you're about to physically leave this earth, you're going to be together forever. Have you ever talked to somebody or had a friend and they had a loved one go on to be with the Lord and they look at you with such distraught and anguish and fear and worry and all of these things and they say things like this to you. They say, well, I wish I could have said I love you one more time. Hello. You're going to be in heaven forever. You're going to be able to go and see them with the Lord and go, I didn't say I love you, but I love you, 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 I love you. I love you. You'll be able to say it for eternity. I didn't hug you enough when I was on the earth. Let's hug. You know, when my dad passed away and he departed, as the scripture says, I was like, well, that's disappointing. Now, you got to understand a McFarland. I was not raised, McFarland men are not real tender. <laughs> I know none of you could tell that. <laughs> like, I mean, you've heard me share things about like my grandpa and my dad and stuff. I mean, we didn't, you know, we cried by making a joke. It didn't matter where it was. We were highly offensive at times to, to people that don't know us. But I know my dad. It was disappointing. So what I did was I put on my phone at the, that I had at that time. This was five years ago now. It's been a little bit. It's only been 10 minutes for him. Figure it out. A day is as a thousand years. By the time I die, when I walk into heaven, 
when my angel comes and picks me up and I look at my body and go, whew, we're out of here. And then, and then we go. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm just quoting the Bible, that's all. I just, <laughs> Paul said, you know, it's time for me to depart. You know, we go, oh, death. Oh, powerful death. And Paul wrote things like, oh, death, where is your sting? Now, how do you get a perspective like that? Blood of the lamb, word of his testimony. And he said, I'm going to depart. But Timothy, here's what you need to do. If you have a good prayer life, you'll know when you're going to depart. In the name of Jesus, I said, if you have a good prayer life, and you say, why is that important? Because we got a mission to run. we got assignments. Depart. What does that imply? I'm just leaving my body. This is not me. This is the house that I live in. So when I get to heaven, my dad's going to go, hey, you're here already. I said, how long you been here? He said, about an hour. And it's literally that way. In eternity, I'm going to see my grandpa. I'm going to see grandparents on all sides. We're going to hang out and make McFarlane jokes. And Tuison jokes. And I'm going to say, all right, guys, let's go to the throne. What's the next mission? What do we do next? We're hanging out. We're going to have fun. You know, some people think we're going to be playing harps. You know, harps on a cloud. I'm sorry. The precious moments dolls are not biblically correct. Okay. So if you think you're going to go to heaven and see this fat little angel in a diaper with a harp. No, sorry. My question would be to the Lord is who changes them things when those diapers? They... <laughs> oh my gosh, I got to move on. One. <laughs> no, this is eternal. This is the shortest thing I'm doing. This is boot camp. This all this is when I get to heaven, it's a whole nother level. And people say, oh, we, I heard we turn into angels. Why would you want a demotion? I ain't being demoted to some angel. I'm going to judge them. That's what the scripture says. We are going to do things on a level that we have no concept of. Travel through space and time with no hindrance. No need of an oxygen mask. No need of a jet. Forever under rulership of the Almighty, the one, the true God. We are going to understand things that we just barely get glimpses of here with no hindrance. Why? Overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Because in the eternal, the blood of Jesus ranks the highest. Blood, and this is my last point this morning. I know I've gone over, and I never do that. <laughs> the precious blood of Jesus. Leviticus, what does blood do? It atones for sin, and we're going to go into other things as we go, but 
This will just be the first one. It atones for sin. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Hebrews chapter 9 verse number 22 says this, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. This is why Jesus shed his blood. 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Atonement is simply this. It means to cancel. It means to cleanse, forgive. I like this. Disannul, to pardon. How many have ever been pardoned legally before? It means to be pardoned in the spirit, legally. As a child of God, you are pardoned. That means you don't pay the price. He paid the price for all time and eternity. It means to be merciful, reconciled, and to purge away. And we'll look at this in Genesis chapter 3 next week or sometime. Joy, would you come? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to give you an opportunity to be reconciled to God this morning if you have not. I prefer that nobody moves around if possible. I know our altar care workers will be coming forth to help minister to people after. But I just want to take this opportunity to, to give people an opportunity to uh, either recommit their life to the Lord or, or give their heart to the Lord for the first time. Just a few thoughts here to give you perspective. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse number 11 talks about the fact that eternity is in the heart of every person. Every person has a deep-seated knowledge of eternity in their hearts and minds by God himself. We know from John chapter 3 verse 16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. We know that all people have sinned and sin causes separation from God. Romans chapter 3 verse number 23 says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We also know that heaven is a free gift. You can't earn it, and you can't deserve it by your works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of works. In other words, you can't earn it. You can only receive it. We know also that God wanted us to be brought back into relationship with him. So Romans chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 says, God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We also know that we receive God's gift and you can receive God's gift whether you're in the room this morning or online through forget of forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. You say, just trusting in Christ? Yep. You put your trust in him. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved.
For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So those of you that are watching online, we have people looking there. If there's anybody that wants to give their heart to the Lord, you can message us, and we will get a hold of you and get some information and a new believer's packet into your hands. But here in the room this morning where I can see you, if you want to give your heart to the Lord this morning, all I need you to do is just raise your hand right where you're at. I'll give you just a second. You need to know that you know that when you pass from this life and move on, that you're going to be in heaven with him. Jesus is your answer. Yeah, I see that hand. Is there anybody else? You want to know that you know. I'm just going to wait another second here. This is the most important part of the service. I mean, all parts are important, but this is eternity. All right. Well, let's pray as a church with this one that has decided to do this and receive Christ this morning. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so that I could receive forgiveness, become your child, receive eternal life I come to you now and repent of my sin I receive the gift of forgiveness I receive you and give you all of my life in my heart I believe you have accepted me because Jesus said the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out he also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, and helping me live for you. In Jesus' name, praise God. Amen. So if you received the Lord this morning, we'll just ask you to come up after when we release everybody and talk to one of our altar care workers. And they have a new believers pack for you. If you need prayer for anything else, they're here and available to minister to you. Did you receive this morning from the word? Amen. Bless you guys. Have a really great week. We'll see you Wednesday night. Merry Christmas. You're an overcomer. You're blessed. Live in it. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.